If you have your Bible with you, would you please join me in Philippians chapter 3 as we continue our study in the book of Philippians. Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3, the first 11 verses. Philippians chapter 3, verses 1 through 11. I know you just sit down, but if you're able to stand, would you please stand for the reading of the, um, for the reverence of the reading of the Word of God? Philippians chapter 3, verses 1 through 11. I'll be reading from the New International Version this afternoon. Hear now the Word of God. This is what the Apostle Paul wrote to the church in Philippi. Finally, my brothers, rejoice in the Lord. It is no trouble for me to write the same things to you again, and it is a safeguard for you. Watch out for those dogs, those men who do evil, those mutilators of the flesh. For it is we who are the circumcision. We will worship by the Spirit of God, who glorify in Christ Jesus, and who put no confidence in the flesh, though I myself have reasons for such confidence. If anyone else thinks he has reason to put confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, Hebrew of Hebrews, and in regard to the law, a Pharisee. As for zeal, persecuting the church, as for legalistic righteousness, faultless. But, verse 7, but whatever was to my profit, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For whose sake I have lost all. All things, I consider them rubbish, that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of, of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God and is by faith. Verse 10 and 11, I want you to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of sharing and his suffering, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow to attend the resurrection from the dead. Would you bow and pray with me? Lord, we know that there's no preaching without praying. Though I have prepared, but I need your help. Though I have studied, but I need your strength. Spirit of the living God, fall fresh on me, mold me and shape me so that the words of my mouth the meditation of my heart will be acceptable unto your sight. O oh Lord, my rock, my Savior, my Redeemer. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. I want to speak to you this afternoon from the simple subject, knowing Christ. Knowing Christ. Um, Graham Kendrick wrote a, a song. Um, for those of us who are old, um, we, we know it. But those of you who are of new age, it's not a song that you know. But the simple lyrics goes like this. Um, All I once held dear, built my life up on. All this world reveres and wars to own. All I once thought gain, I've counted loss. Spent and worthless now compared to this. And the refrain, most of you probably, those of you are my age, you probably know this. Knowing you, Jesus, knowing you, there is no greater thing. You are my all. You're the best. You're my joy, my righteousness. And I love you, Lord. And, 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 and so the author goes, knowing you, Jesus. And, and, and sometimes they go, you're the first, you're the last. You're my joy, my righteousness. Knowing you, Jesus. And this knowing here is not to know about, but is to know intimately. See, in our text, Paul, and, and we, we've been, for those of you who just showed up this morning and pray, this afternoon, praise God for you, but we've been studying the book of Philippians for the, since the beginning of the year. And we've been looking at joy through the book of Philippians. And, 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 and let, let me make a bold statement. I don't care how much money you got. I don't care how famous you are. 
I don't care how many women you, I don't care how many girlfriends, wives, or whatever you got. I don't care how, how many championships you may have if you play sports. I don't care how big, bad you are. But I, let me tell you something. Ain't no joy apart from Christ. That you missed your amen cue right there. You, you missed it. Let me, let, me say, let me say it again. Maybe I wasn't clear enough. <laughs> uh, let, me, let me say it again. I don't care how famous you are. I don't care how rich you are. I don't care how many people you know. If you don't know Jesus, you ain't got no joy. Because apart from Jesus, there's no joy. We find a lot of people who think they have joy. They have something temporary. It's like people who do drugs, right? They always need some greater height. They need something good to fix. Thank you. Thank you, First Lady. They, 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 need, they need something to help them get higher and higher. They, they, they need something, you know, they can never be satisfied because something else got to get them higher. But I'm, I'm, I'm here to tell you this afternoon, only in Christ Jesus, there is true joy. Only in Christ Jesus. So Paul here is still in prison. Paul is still writing to the church. Paul is still telling them, and, and, and just so you guys know, when we don't get the context upon which this is how the letters, Paul wrote those letters. Um, someone typically sent Paul a letter. They send him a letter and give him the news about the church he planted. Remember um, last week David talked about Aphrodites, Aphrodites, the name that nobody can pronounce, right? Aphrodites. And, and, and so they sent Paul a letter about what's the status of the church. And then Paul now, from where he's at, Paul is writing to deal with what's going on in the church. And so here Paul says, finally, and this is not the conclusion yet. This is not the, the in, in chapter 4, when he says, finally, that's when you start get the conclusion. But here, Paul is segue after he encouraged them and talking to them. But now Paul is about to get in the most serious part of the chapter, of the book. Paul is about to give a warning. And the warning Paul is giving here is a warning that we all need. Paul is saying to them, watch out, because there are some people, and here's the context. Um, Philippi is a Roman city. They, they are under the control of Rome. So the people who are getting saved there, they are not Jewish. They are Gentiles. And, and so the way that the people, because Christianity stems out of uh, um, uh, um, Judaism. So when people get saved, and now the people who are in Judaism, they're saying that, no, 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 you must do A, B, and C in order for you really to become a Christian. In other words, you must be converted to Judaism first, and then go to Christianity. And Paul is saying, ain't no such thing. In other words, you may say, well, Pastor Perry, that doesn't make sense for us today. Uh, I'm, glad you, I'm glad you say this. <laughs> Let me make it make sense for you. Um, you know how whatever you said plus to Jesus, you become a Judaizer. Um, you, 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 in order for you to, be, to come to church, you must wear a suit. Don't get me wrong, I love wearing a suit, but you don't have to. No, because your salvation ain't got nothing to do with a suit. You, 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 you know, your, your hair must be done a certain way. Your salvation ain't got nothing to do with how you do your hair. Last time I checked, Jesus was the only one who died on the cross. And if you cling to Jesus, that's all you need. And, and so Paul is saying to the, to, the, to the people, don't listen to those Judaizers. You know what Paul called them? Dogs. <laughs> Paul was a true Haitian. Paul called them Dogs. And, and by the way, just so you know, your people, your, your ancestors, your Haitian people, you, I mean, I know you're Haitian-American or American-Haitian, but let me tell you something. Don't ever say shit to a Haitian. I don't care how sanctified and how holy they are, don't ever refer to a Haitian as a shit, as a dog, because that's very offensive. And in the same way, the reason why is because in those days, 
they see dogs as not the pets that you guys have now, have insurance for dogs, and, and they, they have dog daycare, and, and they, they, they groom dogs, and, and if you're traveling, you can take your dogs. They're 24-7 daycare for your dogs. Ain't no such thing. You, you, you know how those of you who have dogs, it's like part of my family. It's in the picture, and, and the kids asking, oh, will, will, will the dog get to heaven, Daddy, when it dies? No, the dog won't be in heaven. Um, <laughs> breaking news. But, but see, it wasn't the kind of dog that Paul is referring to. Paul is talking, when he says dogs, like stray, wild dogs, animals that nobody cared for. You know, like the, them dogs in Haiti. Not American dogs, Haitian dogs. Right? So, again, my, my comedic session is there for the sermon. But, but hear, me, hear, me, hear me well. So the Judaizers, they want to add something to Christianity, and they want to say this, hey, for you to be saved, you must cut the foreskin of your private part for you boys. Circumcision, that's what it's called. And so they're giving all these extra things, and Paul says, no, 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 no. And see, before you get any further, you guys are facing those same struggles. I'm not trying to put anything on the blast. Have you guys heard of black Hebrew Israelites? That's what they are doing. They come here, they go outside like dogs. Loud, barking. And then because you don't know who you are, because you don't know the word of God, and you think that what they are saying makes sense because you identify with a race. But see, Paul is saying that your identification has to do with Christ. Ooh, I told you, this is a tough passage. So, so, so then, there, there, there are some things that I want you to unpack in the text. Um, let, 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 me, let me move on real quick. There are three things that I want you to see. And under the three things, I have three subcategories. I'm preaching like Clevin's preach on, on that, not, not, not of worship. Uh, um, <laughs> um, the first thing is, you got to watch out for those who's going to draw your attention away from Christ. You got to watch out for them. Um, and, and for you to do this, there's, there's some things Paul wants you to know. Um, number one, Paul said this, you have to learn to rejoice in the Lord. Look in the text with me. Paul said, finally, my brothers, in verse 1, rejoice in the Lord. In other words, if your priority is to rejoice in the Lord, that saves you half of the trouble. Because if I'm rejoicing in the Lord, I ain't got time for garbage. When you are not rejoicing in the Lord, you now begin to sneak out to check other things. But if I am rejoicing and satisfying God, all I care about is to get deeper and closer and deeper and closer to God. I know I can get no help up in here, but it's okay. Um, to keep your attention... A way to keep your attention in Christ is to rejoice in him. If you begin your every day, you begin with a word of prayer. And I'm not talking about some kind of mumbo-jumbo nonsense. You begin some word of prayer with God. <laughs> you, 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 you are meditating on the word of God. Not some kind of philosophy nonsense. You are in the word of God because it's the word of life. You, 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 you are saying, Lord, order my steps. Order my steps in your word. Order my steps, Lord. Enable my mind to stay focused on you. Lord, I pray that you take away the distractions from me. I, I start my day by rejoicing in God and stand on his promise. It, it, it's hard for some nonsense to come and tell me how my day is supposed to be. So Paul says, rejoice. Rejoice in God. Rejoice in your salvation. If you are saved, I mean, if you are really, really saved, know that your sins have been forgiven. Mm. You, 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 you wake up, you be like, oh my gosh, I get to go to heaven. Not because of what I've done, but because of what is done. 
I want to live for Christ and rejoice in him. So Paul has, uh, uh, Paul has been talking about in this letter, rejoice, rejoice, joy, rejoice, 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 joy. And, and Paul is telling him, rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice. And then so now on the same way, Paul said this, um, I'm writing this for you to, for your safeguard. And then Paul says this flat out, verse 2. Watch out. Watch out for false teachers. Um, prior to COVID, a lot of times Jehovah Witnesses would come and knock on people's door. You guys remember those? And some of you, you go hide because you don't know what to say. But I love opening the door for Jehovah Witnesses. I, I, I do. I, I really do. I really do, because Jehovah Witnesses believe Jesus is one of the prophets. <laughs> the same Bible they're going to open, I'm like, let's see, John, John, John chapter 1, let's go, right there, let's go. Now, I'm doing the Bible study now, because you're going to get the gospel. And typically, when, 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 when I grew up in, I was growing up in Cold Springs, and they would knock, and then one of them would come. It would be one of the, you know, one of the newbies. And then open the door, and I start telling them about Jesus, and then they're like, well, can we come back? I'm like, yeah, sure, come back. And they come back with reinforcement. <laughs> I still, I'm still in John 1. Let, let's go. What does, what does John 1 say about Jesus? He, he ain't one of the prophets. He is the, the Christ. But if you don't know your Bible, it's easy for false doctrine, for false teachers to kind of lure you in. And that's why now you find a, an added version of Christianity. There's Christianity plus this, Christianity plus that. And, and I've said this before. I will say it again. It's Jesus or nothing. It's not Jesus plus something or minus anything. It's Jesus or nothing. And, and, and so therefore, watch out for false teachers. And, and sometimes the false teachers stems from us. They find some Kool-Aid that they drink. And they say, oh, well, you know what? Um, you must do this, you must do that. No. You place your faith in Christ Jesus. Watch out for false teachers. Uh, um, in the text, and as I said in my in introduction, they want to make sure, they said, oh, well, for you to be a Christian, you must be circumcised. And Paul said, listen, the circumcision God is looking for is not a circumcision of the foreskin of your genital." But rather, it's a circumcision of the heart. Now, 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 my thing, my question for you this morning, have your heart been circumcised? You, 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 you know, um, by how you speak, reveal if your heart has been circumcised. By your attitude, that reveal if your heart has been circumcised. By your priorities, it reveal if your heart has been circumcised. Um, you, you, you know how... When you go see Boo and Bay, um, you go from first, second, and third base, um, it reveals if your heart has been circumcised. Because how you choose to live and, and the, the, the kind of music you listen to with the kind of language that comes out of the music. Uh, um, I, I don't get it how a Christian who says, my heart has been circumcised, and you're around people who are speaking foul language and doing vile things and that you are more comfortable than they are. You, you, you know how, you, are, you know, you in high school, um, your friends making those bad jokes. They, they, they use bad words, and you laughing the loudest. Have your heart really been circumcised? Because, because now you, people think, and, and, and the, 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 the false teachers, they are saying, no, no, you must have Jesus plus circumcision. You must have Jesus plus this. Do this and do this. No, 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 no. It, it's not how many, I, I know our parents love prayer lines. You can be in 24-hour-7 prayer lines. I mean, that's, if you have time, go. But the prayer lines can do none for you, can save you. It's only Jesus. Now, I'm not saying don't get in prayer lines. That's not what I'm saying. You can get on prayer lines all you want. But if you think you are because you are doing something, and, and part of it, we have a tendency because we want to do something in return. I call that the Sheldon Cooper syndrome. For those of you who watch Big Bang Theory, nobody watch Big Bang Theory here. Oh man, y'all, 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 y'all don't know what you're missing. They, 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 are, are you and I the only nerds up in here? 
Big Bang Theory. Sheldon Cooper has this philosophy. I've, I think I've shared this before. You give him something, he's looking to give you something of equal value in return. And, and see, because God saved us, we think that we're going to work to give God something of equal value. Can, can I tell you something? Ooh, I feel like preaching right now. Can I tell you something? Ain't nothing you can bring to God that can be equal to what he has done for you. There's nothing you can give. Nothing you can give is equal to the sacrifice Jesus gave on the cross. So don't fall into anything that's telling you, for you to really be a Christian, you must do this, you must do that, you must do this. For you to be a Christian, all you got to do is accept Christ Jesus by faith. So watch out for false teachers. And, 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 and so, so as we are watching out for those who are drawing our attention, um, we have to rejoice in the Lord. We have to watch out for false teachers. But here's the other thing. We have to hold on to our identity in Christ. If I know who I am, it don't matter what you say about me. Like, can, can, can I make this plain for you? Um, when I was younger, when I, when I, when I was younger, uh, um, I was always, I've, I've always been skinny. I've always been skinny, and, 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 and I've always been that good looking, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> you know what I mean? I've always been <laughs> mighty good looking. Praise the Lord. But here is where this comes from. And, and this is the part. If you're from the north of Haiti, you get this. People from the north, we, we, I mean, we don't play. I mean, we, we, you know, we got our shoulders squared. My mother, my mother Rose Joseph, my mother would say to me, and when I was younger, she said, Perry, you are the smartest and the most handsome boy in the whole wide world. And rest, rest assured, I took that to the bank. She said, you are the smartest, you are the most handsome boy in the whole wide world. When somebody comes and says, I'm ugly, I'm like, you don't know who you're talking to because my mama said I look good. Therefore, I look good. <laughs> because my mama don't lie. I don't know about you, but my mama don't lie. She said, I look good, I look good. So therefore, because she said, I look good. When someone says I'm ugly, I'm like, nope, no, you are talking to me. Because she said I look good. Can I tell you something? God is way bigger than my mama. God is more higher than my mama. So if God give me an identity in him, God says, I'm a son of his. God said, you are a daughter of his. It doesn't matter what they say about you. It doesn't matter what they think about you. All that matters is what Jesus says. Jesus says, you are mine. Ah. <laughs> uh, you are Christ Jesus. In other words, you are a prince. You are a princess. You are a princess. You are a prince of the Most High. Because Jesus Christ is the King of Kings. He's the Lord of Lords. So if I'm His, it don't matter what they say about me. So that's what we have to hold on to our identity in Christ. Because Paul said in the text, we are those who worship God. And spirit. And we know this in John, John, John chapter 4, 23 and 24, because it says, We worship God in spirit and in truth. When, when you come here, it, I mean, some of you, can, 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 I, can, I, can I be real? Can, can I keep it real? Some of you, and, and some of you, your parents say some bad things about you, you know, like, Upap Jamayen. And Gumun Captain, they will pass the Timon by Bassa, 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 and, 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 and you, you now, because your parents are saying those things about you, and you begin to kind of doubt, have, have this kind of, no, 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 no. Can I tell you something? The Bible says in Psalm 129, you are, fear, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Amen. <laughs> the Bible says you are the head, but not the tail. So, so when someone trying to put you back, so you say, wait, 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 wait a minute. I, don't, I didn't put myself up front. God placed me up front. So that's why we have to know, because sometimes even the people near us can be the one who's trying to put us down. <laughs> but God says, no, no, no. If you know your Bible, you don't need affirmation from nobody else, but because you, you get it from God. Let, 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 me, let me move on. Let me move on. Um, not only we have to watch out for those who are drawing our attention away from Christ, but, but, but see now... We have to put our confidence in Christ, not in ourselves. And, and this part is probably the hardest for you. Because we live in a culture and society that says, do you, do me, it's about you, you're the captain of your ship, you're the, you're the, you're the, you're the master of your, no, 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 nonsense. 
Um, confidence. Place your confidence in Christ. And put your confidence in Christ is not, uh, not in yourself. This picks up what Paul said in verse 3. And, uh, um, and now he's it, going to enlarge the idea in verse 4 to 6. Put no confidence in the flesh. And, and now in verse 4 Paul says this. Though I myself have reasons for such confidence. If anyone, else, if anyone else thinks he has reason to put confidence in the flesh, I have more. Now, because this is, this is where the pedigree comes in. The people who are Judaizers, the people who are now trying to add something to Christianity, trying to add something to what Christ has done, Paul said, slow down, let me address y'all for a moment. If you think you bad, bad, bad enough about being a Judaizer, ain't nobody bad than me. I'm the baddest of them all. I am the baddest of them all because Paul said this, because I am a true Jew. I was circumcised on the eighth day. In other words, I didn't have to wait to be an adult to be circumcised since I was a baby. I was circumcised. In other words, I did it right. And Paul said, as far as the tribe, I came from the tribe of Benjamin. I am a Hebrews of Hebrews. I mean, when it comes to the law, I am faultless. When it comes to, to, to the zeal for the law, I, percuse, I, per, I persecute the church. Paul said, ain't nobody as bad as me. But see, Paul says, I'm not placing my confidence in my accolades. I'm not placing my confidence in my accomplishments. You, you, you know how you place your confidence in your accomplishments? You, when you start messing up, you know, in life, you'll be like, well, you know, I was in Tim's choir. Um, you know, I was in the choir every Friday night. I come to rehearsal. I come to children's church. Well, God knows if I do a little mess up now, it's okay. Because I already did my time, you know. You, 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 y'all know what I'm talking about? Is, is this thing on? Can, can, can you hear me? You, you, you know, I, I mean... I mean you, Am, am, am I on your zip code? You, you, you know, I, I come to church. I, I, I'm in the worship team. I'm a musician. I'm here every Sunday. I'm on Zoom Sunday school. You know, God, no, if I do a little messed up here, it's okay. You know, it, it's okay. I, because now, you know what you're doing at the moment? You're placing your confidence in you. And, and see, Paul is saying this. You can boast and what you've done or what you think you are. And Paul says, if anybody else had reasons to boast, it's me. I, I remember there was a time that um, when I was younger, I used to come here. Uh, um, I, I grew up in this church, and I, I used to open the church. I, I used to open the church. And I remember one time I was opening the church on a Sunday morning, and I'm, I'm unfolding chairs, and nobody, sees, nobody knows I'm doing this except like Freyanis and Metelus and some of the, you know, pastor. And, and I'm folding chairs. And I said, Huh. If I fold enough chairs, is, is that enough reason for me? Can, can somebody count folding enough chairs and, and opening up the church and, and stuff like that? Is that enough to get you into heaven? And I keep thinking, I'm like, wait a minute, but what about the cellulite? What about the fairness? What, what about pastor? What about the people who basically 24-7, they're here? There are people who are always going to do more than me. And at that reason, I realized that me folding chairs has nothing to do with me going to heaven. Do you guys see what I'm saying? Are you guys with me? So you can boast in what you've done. Some people think if they give enough money, I mean, right now, people think they can buy their salvation. You can give certain amount of offerings, certain amount of this and then that. No. Your attendance in church, as glad as I'm, I'm glad to see all of you here this afternoon. But don't think your attendance is what's going to get you into heaven. You cannot boast, oh God, I come to church all the time, but yet, have you ever repented and give your life to Christ? And so Paul says, don't put confidence in yourself, put it in Christ. And because, see, Paul goes and lists everything in verse 4 to 6. He says, who he was, what he has done. And Paul says this. My background, <laughs> my background, I can't put confidence in my background because my background did not lead me to Christ. 
If anything, my background led me away from Christ. And some of you, because you were born in a Christian family, raised in a Christian family, if you don't profess faith, that's only going to take you away from Christ, not to solidify your position in Christ. So, so don't, don't, don't rely on your background. Don't rely on your achievements. You know, this morning, um, and so in the 11 o'clock service, Sir Brigitte gave uh, um, the, 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 the Bible Reader of the Year presentation to, some, to, to, to a, young, a young kid. And, 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 and praise God for that young kid. He read the Bible, and all that paper Sir Brigitte gave, that kid read it. You know, the paper I give you guys every first Sunday. You guys don't read, right? Um, <laughs> oh, y'all got that? Y'all catch that? Um, but, but see, all these are great things. But see, you do these things as a result of you being saved, not for you to be saved, not for that to earn you salvation. You pray because you are saved. You worship because you are saved. You, you, you praise God because you are saved. You, 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 you read your Bible because you are saved. But you don't, you don't do those things in order to earn salvation. Because you, can, you, can, you, can, you cannot earn salvation. There, there, there's this person who said this, um, you know how boats, um, the small boats have two paddles? For you to, uh, um, to paddle the boat. And there's, some, there's somebody who was talking to a pastor and said to the pastor, he said, Pastor, uh, I finally got it. Um, for you to get to heaven, for you to get to heaven, it's like you're on a boat. One of the paddles is faith. The other paddle is works. So, so it's like when the two of them are paddling, and then so then the boat's going to make it to heaven. pastor says, well, there's something wrong with your theology. There's nobody in the boat who's going to make it to heaven. <laughs> Because you're not going to be able to paddle yourself into heaven. See, it's faith and faith alone. You cannot rely on your work. You cannot put confidence in what you've done. And too many of us, we are trying to kind of hold on to our records. And, and can I put your records against God's record? Can, can, can I put your records against God's record? Your record, sinner. I mean, you, you, you fill, fill in the blank. Fornicators, liars, cheaters, thieves. You, 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 you get it? Foul mouth, God's record, perfection. Perfection. And, and so until your record can be perfect, can be perfect, it cannot, if your record cannot be perfect, then it cannot match God's record. And if, if, if there's somebody here who, who can match God's record, can you raise your hand? I want to see you. I want to see you. I, I, I want to see you. Is, is anybody here can match God's, God's record? I didn't think so. So we cannot put it on our achievement. And so Paul said this now. So all of that that the Judaizers are counting as a gain, Paul said, I counted it all as a loss. So you have to count all these things as a loss for the sake of Christ. All the things that makes you you, all the things that you think. Tony Evans has a book that he wrote, talk about a second you know, I am second, number two. You are not number one. I know the Western culture, civilization says you are number one. No, if you are a child of God, you're number two. And you are to be a proud number two. Not, 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 not that you are demeaning yourself because the Bible says in, in Philippians 1.21, if I live, it's only God that I live, but Christ that lives within me. And the whole idea is that Christ is going forward. Paul said in verse 7, I counted all loss for the sake of Christ. All that, all that I thought that was profitable, all that I thought that was profit for me, now I consider it loss for the grace of Christ. Paul, when he says accounted, uh, uh, for those of you on accounting, for those of you on business, that's a business term Paul is using right there. Uh, uh, accounting terms he's using, he says, no, 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 no. See, I, I, I now, I, I look at it like this. All these things, I go into my bank account, I go into Chase, I, I look into it, and I realize that I am bankrupt. I have nothing. When it comes to, 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 to righteousness, when it comes to good, I have nothing. I am, I got zero. As a matter of fact, some of us, we are negative in our accounts. But see, here's the good news. You don't have to be negative in your account. You don't have to be zero in your account. Give it to Christ, and he'll fill it up with his righteousness, And which now makes, brings me to my third and final point for the sermon. Um, 
Not only must you watch out for those who are drawing you, your attention away from Christ, and, and you should put your confidence in Christ and not in yourself. Lastly, you must make knowing Christ your life's ultimate goal. Verse 8 through 11. Um, Check this out. Consider everything a loss compared to knowing Christ. Consider everything a loss compared to knowing Christ. Your last name, loss. Your college pedigree, loss. Your financial status, Loss. Um, the young people used to say a few years ago, take the L. Take the L. When it comes to everything you can think, take the L. When it comes to Christ, to everything you know, to everything you think that matters, if whatever you think that matters goes against Christ, take the L. Take the L. <laughs> and and, and, and th th there's, this, there's this thing in French that says, keep your guy. Uh, any French-speaking people besides David in here and Clevens? It says, it says, keep your guy. Um, in order for you to win, you must lose. What are you willing to lose to gain Christ? What are you willing to give up? Are you willing to give, give up the honey? Are you willing to, to give up the side hustle? That's illegal? Are you willing to give up lying? Are you willing to give up cussing? Are you willing to give up clubbing? Are you willing? Because if you, can, if you, if you cannot consider all of that as a loss, it doesn't matter. I, I, I love compa. Ooh, I, I love me some compa. And I remember, I, I, I was in church, and, and I remember, like, um, I, I went to, um, confession is good for the soul, so can I confess? Yeah, yeah, all right. So I remember I went to a new look. New look. You, you got anybody a new look? You're Haitian? Uh, okay, see, thank you. You're being honest. Praise God for you. Praise God for you. God bless you. Um, I, I know. Anybody know new look in here? Love is all we need to survive. Anyway, um, <laughs> my wife is not in the audience, so let me, let, she, I, I, I can cut up. Um, so I went to a New Look. New Look was playing um, somewhere in Cyprus. There's, there's a club in Cyprus, and, and I went to New Look. My, now, my brother and my cousin, if you're watching, you all know I'm telling the truth. My brother and my cousin, those guys are deep in that stuff. So... Now, I've always been like a good boy, good church boy, you know, redemption boy. And so one Saturday, I decided I'm going to New Look. And, and I went to New Look. When I got there, and I, at that time, I was going to Broward College. And when I got there, I got to New Look. And then so a lot of the girls, they saw me, and they're like, Perry, what are you doing here? I said, you know, I wanted to see how the been sound live, you know. I mean, I love New Look. I know those guys were there laughing at me, but I'm telling the truth. So I got there, and then so, and, and there's about like eight to ten girls around me talking to me because they're like, what are you doing here? Like, and so some guys who are already kind of drink half of their, you know, Hennessy and, 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 and stuff like that, and they already have drunk and they want to dance. And those girls now, they're not dancing, they're talking to me. They're talking to me. And this guy said, they want to dance. So, so then, um, and they're like, what are you doing? So, they, so they, they're like, they, they start using foul language towards me and, and stuff like that. And then so I said, I, said to, I said to one of them, like, do I know you? And the guy says, well, I'm going to fight you now, I'm going to fight you now. And my brother and my cousin, praise God for them. They <laughs> Praise God for them. And then, so, so then, um, and I'm, I'm going somewhere with that story. So, so, so then um, they got there. They're like, well, if you're going to fight him, you're going to fight us. As a matter of fact, Perry, you don't belong here. Get out of here. Watch what they say. You don't belong here. Get out of here. And then so now, my brother, my cousin says, if you're going to fight us, we're calling our boys. 
right? And then so now, all of a sudden, their crew who's in the dance floor dancing pop up. And those guys now gonna face them. All, 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 all of me, in the meanwhile, I am just take look, I take my little thing and I'm out of there. When I got home, I got home and the next day, my brother and my cousin said, Perry, you know you're a pastor. You don't belong in those kind of environment. Don't, don't you ever step foot in those environment. Now, I love compa. I told, I told you I love compa, right? But can I count a compa as a loss when it comes to Christ? Because here it is. I went at the wrong place. At the, I, 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 not at the wrong time. I went at the wrong place. But see, because, I, because even people who do not know me know I don't belong there. See, too many of us, we are trying to fit in a world that we don't belong into. We're trying to fit to make people happy. We're trying to kind of please people. Well, can I do Christianity in a little... No, no, no. It's, 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 I can't do Christianity. Whatever God requires that brings them glory, that's what I do. Because everything else must be counted as loss. I, I know I can get no help, but that's okay. Here's, what Paul, here's why Paul said this. Um, Paul says this, knowing Christ, I said this to you in the beginning, knowing Christ, and, and, and this is not knowing about Christ, and some of you are sitting here, you know about Christ because you are in church, but you don't know Christ because to know Christ is to be in Christ, and the word know here is the word, it, it's, it's a word that has the connotation of intimacy, to know someone intimately. When you know someone intimately, you know the deepest part of them. And if my wife was sitting where she usually sits right there, I know she's over there with the baby in the, uh, um, in the, in, in the overflow. But if she was sitting right there, she would have given me a look and I can look at her because I know my wife and she knows me. That look simply would say, Perry, you talk too much, move on. But now, those of you can be looking at me like, oh, you want, but my wife, when she looks at me, I look at her because I know her. She doesn't have to say anything for me to know what she's saying. And that, that's, that's intimacy. And that comes comes the fact that we dated, we, we, were, we were engaged, and we've been married for what, 13 years now? I, I can't count anymore. And part of that, and we talk every day. We talk about everything and anything. Do you know God intimately like I know my wife? Do you talk to God about everything and anything? Do you know God? Do you know Jesus? Do, do, do you know him? Do you know what makes him happy? Do you know what satisfies him? Do you know what pleases him? Do you know what tickles his heart? Do you know? Do you know God? Do you know Jesus? Do you know him? Because when you speak to your mom and dad, you, you know Jesus must be reflected in there too. When you study for your tests in school, you knowing Jesus reflects in there too. When you, when you go into the store, how you treat the clerk and the cashier reflect that you know Jesus too. When you see the person who does not speak English like your grandmother and, 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 and so on and so forth, how you treat them reflects you knowing Christ. Do you know him? Because when you know Christ intimately, you do what satisfies him. Tomorrow is Valentine's Day. See, people who love their spouse, people who know their spouse intimately, they don't have to wait for tomorrow to show that they love their spouse. See, a lot of us, we are waiting on Sunday. Sunday is our Valentine's Day. But I'm saying to you, there's no Valentine's. You, you don't have a Valentine if you don't have Monday to Saturday relationship. Ooh, I wish I, I, I know that was good. I, I know that was good. I mean, I, I know. See, some of you, you see, can you imagine dating someone and it's only once a week you talk to them? Can, can, can you imagine? <laughs> I mean, unless you are a side, what's the word again? No, 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 that's sneaky link, right? There you go, there you go. <laughs> unless you're a sneaky link, right? Um, there, 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 there's, no, there's no once a week relationship. It's a everyday relationship it, it, it's like you, you know you are always on my mind you you texting you, you you know i mean you texting i love you i love you too miss you miss you too can't wait to see you you know you 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 forever in constant communication see some of us we are in a sunday morning relationship with jesus we treat jesus like a what's the word again stinking like i'm making you say so you can participate stinking like you 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 take jesus as a side chick jesus ain't no stinking like jesus must be the one and only one in your life nobody else Nothing else but Jesus alone. And, and so, so, so now Paul said this, and, and I'm almost done. I promise I'm almost done. Paul said this, my righteousness, my righteousness is by faith, not in what I can do. My righteousness is by faith, but not in what I can do. Be found in Christ, verse 9, 
having the righteousness that comes by faith and be found in him and not having a righteousness on my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God is by faith. There are two tells when it comes to righteousness. There are two types of righteousness. There's a righteousness of your own that comes from the law and is by works. And there's the righteousness outside of yourself that comes from God by faith. The righteousness of your own is based on your own compliance or non-compliance to God's law. But the righteousness from God is based on the perfect obedience of Jesus Christ, which is which righteousness, which, which of them would you rather have? Which righteousness would you rather have? When you stand before God on the day of judgment, do you want to have your own righteousness? Or would you like to have the righteousness that comes from God? You guys do know that one day, me, you, and every single one of us, we're going to stand before God. And when we, when you get before God, God's going to say, why should I let you into my heaven? Are you going to say, because I was in Tim's choir? Because I was in the worship team? Because I come to one o'clock service on the, even on the Super Bowl Sunday? No. That's not going to get you nowhere. All you have to say is a five-letter word. It's a five-letter word. Y'all know, I, 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 maybe I, I, my son is good in spelling, but y'all got to help me spell. It's a five-letter word. J-E-S-U-S. Say, come on, help me, help me out, help me out. I'm, 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 not, I'm, I'm, I'm a little slow. Help me out. J, I, 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 can't, I can't hear you. Come, come, say it with me. Jesus. Jesus is the one because what he has done is the only thing that can get you into heaven. And as a result, we become like Christ in death and in resurrection. And, and you know, the Bible says this, those of us who are dead in Christ, the, you know, you know how people die. And, and, and it says, the Bible says this, we get, we're going to get first dip in resurrection. Those who, they, they, you know, you, they, they're going to be raised from the dead. And we're going to be caught up with them in, in, a, in the air when Christ returns. In First Thessalonians 4, we now partake in Christ's resurrection. We are now, whatever Christ has done, we got it. Not because of us. So let's make this plan. Let, let, let's bring this home. Examining oneself is not the easiest thing to do. But see, as you are going through those three points that I've shared with you, for you to put in Christ in its proper place, for you to watch out for false teachers, for you to be aware of distractions, things that are distracting you from taking you away from God, then you must be examining yourself every day. What are those distractions in my life? What are those things? Is there anything that drawing my attention away from Christ? I said this before, I say it again. If you're not careful, you check your social media to see how many likes you got from the post that you, from the, from the half-naked picture you post at night before you go to bed, instead of you praying in the morning. You know, some of you, you know how you post a picture on purpose. If you're not careful, the body God bless you with becomes a distraction that takes you away from God. And not realizing just like that you can be sick and you can be begging God for healing. What are some of those things that are drawing you away from God? And I'm asking you to think, to think, to ponder upon. For the Philippians, it was the false teacher. But for you, there are other things. When it comes to accepting God, when it comes to acceptance before God, and what are you placing your confidence is it in your own thing? People do all the crazy things. Are you placing your confidence in yourself? It basically comes down to this. Are you trusting God or are you trusting yourself? Do you want to know Christ more than anything else? And for some of you, if I were to ask you to give up some of the things you're doing right now in order for Christ to be known, would you give it up? If I ask you to give lying for Christ to be known because Christ is a God of truth, if I ask you to give fornication for God, because God requires you to be pure. He asks your body to become pure. If I ask you to give substance that you are abusing, whether herbal or liquid or powder, because God wants you to have a sound mind. If I ask you to give that up, would you give it up? If I ask you to give the bottle of liquor that's been your therapist, if I ask you to give it up to God, would you give it up? Because God wants you to be sober. If I ask you to simply be obedient, if I ask you to, to give this obedience to be obedient because God would only bless those who are obedient, would you give it up? And this afternoon, and this is, this is a tough passage, tough passage. Do you want to be one who know about God? But do you want to be, no, be known as one who knows God? Do you guys know the devil knows about God too? He knows a whole lot about God, but he does not know God. And can, can I tell you this? If you don't know God, there will, if you don't K-N-O-W God, Christ, there will be N-O-No -no heaven. Would you give your heart? If you don't know, if you never give your life to Christ, would you give your heart to him this afternoon? And if you've given your life to Christ, there are other things that are taking priority over him. Would you be willing to give those things to come back to a relationship with, with Christ? Every eye close, every head bow. Every eye close, every head bow. You know, one, one of the things with technology nowadays is this. You can Google or Siri or Alexa anything about anything. And a lot of us 
we are living on Google and Siri kind of faith. Whatever it is that we don't know, Siri and, and Alexa tells us. But what I'm saying to you is this, you have to move to where that you don't need Siri and Alexa to tell you what to do, to tell you what it is. But you just simply know because God lives in my heart. Christ and his spirit lives in my heart. Then I would know what to do. I would know how to serve him. And, and so I'm going to ask, if there's somebody in here who do not know Jesus, who wants to know and be known by Christ, would you raise your hand wherever you are? If you want to give your life to Jesus, raise your hand wherever you are. Everybody's safe. Praise God. Everybody's safe. Praise the Lord. Amen. Now, there are those of you who got some issues, got some stuff that are taking priority over Christ. And you know what they are? I don't, I don't need to go on a list again. You know what they are. But if you want to give it up, if you want to give it up, if you want to give them up, now is the time. If that's you, you want to give it up. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't care what it is. You want to give it up. You want to give it up. That sin, that, that, that thing that you are hanging on to, you want to give it up. If that's you, raise your hand wherever you are. I see you. I see you. Anybody else? I want to give up arrogance. I want to give up pride. I want to give up self-reliance. I see you, my brother. I want to give up a foul mouth. I want to give up a lying tongue. I want to give up drugs. Consuming it, selling it. I want to give up disobedience. I want to give up being disrespectful. Because if you don't give up this, you can't get Christ's righteousness. For those of you who've raised your hand, I want to pray for you as the worship team come up. Father, we thank you for reminding us of knowing you. Because to know you is to have life. To know you is to have eternal life. Father, I pray for those who have raised their hands. Father, take away all those things, the distractions that's taking their attention away from you. Enable them to focus solely on you. Father, I pray that your Holy Spirit would continue to dwell in their hearts and minds so that they would focus on you. Lord, I pray that they would be focused on your word by studying it, meditating on it, memorizing it, so that they would be aware of the false teachers, of the false, of the false things that they oftentimes rely on. And Lord, I thank you for the fact that they said from this day forth that their sole priority is to make you known. Their, their life's ultimate goal is to know you and make you known. Father, do this not because we are worthy, but do this simply because you are God. Do this simply because only you can make this happen. Empower them. Bless them. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.